0: Hi guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound and welcome to the latest edition of the Rock Sound Podcast. This is where you can catch up on all our latest interviews and today's guest is nothing but thieves frontman Connor Mason. The band have just dropped their brand new single Future Proof, which is taken from the upcoming EP Moral Panic 2. We talk a little bit about the influences on the sound on that and also catch up about the album Moral Panic, which came out last year and their upcoming tour to support it, which will include the biggest show they've ever played headlining at London's legendary O2 Arena later this year. Loads of interesting stuff in there. And as ever, if you want to check out the video of this conversation, it is up right now on the Rock Sound YouTube channel. Just go over there and hit on our video call playlist. Right, let's get right into it, shall we? Here he is talking new music, their previous album, and a little bit more. This is Connor Mason. Connor is on the line. How are you, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you, James? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Good to see you. And we'll start this in the way we've started absolutely every single one of these over the last year, which is say, I hope you're doing well. I hope your bandmates are doing well. Your loved ones, you know, keeping as safe as you can. And before we get on to the kind of exciting stuff you've been able to work on this time, how have you found this extended period at home? And I guess last year would have been, in theory, quite a big touring year for you in, in normal times.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been, a, you know, massive shift, a massive, massive shift for... For everyone you know in the country in the world and, and musicians you know we um we're so used to traveling nonstop. we're so used to being on the road that sitting at home is uh it is a fight is foreign to us so it's um it was it definitely took a shift to get used to it and what's funny now is I'm finding that shift as I'm getting busier again I'm like my brain is trying to catch up with that it's really it's really unusual how we but I guess that everyone has that with certain work but um yeah miss miss touring so much you know and miss playing live it's kind of the our bread and butter, so can't wait to get back
0: to that yeah i can imagine man and before we get into kind of new music i mean congrats on the last record man That obviously came out last year moral panic because it really did take you guys to a- another level i feel i hear i hear those singles everywhere man and they're big earworms of singles and really nice little different styles you got a couple of big energetic ones in there and then some big made for arena stadium ballads kind of thing in there as well um it must have been surreal like many other bands i've spoken to to put a record out like that and not be able to treat it in exactly the same way and play these songs that are clearly built for live rooms but not quite get them out yet how did you find that whole release structure last year
1: yeah i mean it was strange at, very, at, at first the first single we released um is everybody going crazy uh was right at that point when uh, people were in a sense buying luro and pasta and you know it was a really manic time that that first week i remember i had like the first interview of that and kind of being like what is going on and i think at the time felt not felt guilt but felt like why am I why are we releasing music and this sort of thing when this sort of chaos is going on and I I didn't know how to respond to that emotionally I felt like I felt wrong because when I kind of zoomed it back to being a human being I felt like it feels like you're kind of I don't know it's not profiting off a bad time but being like oh like we've released a song this week when you know people can't even work but then I realized that during that lockdown that I reached out for so much music, more than I'd ever done in my entire life, actually, even from growing up, from being 14, 15 and listening to obviously all these bands and artists and stuff. I I found myself during the lockdown, like listening to so much new music and it helping, you know, and so it kind of gave me a sense of comfort that this is, I guess, some, there's some kid on the other side of the planet who's maybe found any of our songs for the first time and maybe that helps them get through their day or, you know, they can relate to whatever. So that was, um, that was kind of a sense of, I'm glad we're doing it. But yeah, at first it was weird and and not being able to um, kind of play these songs live. I mean, we still really haven't. We've done a couple live streams and the odd live sessions here and there, but we haven't really played these songs live to an audience at all. So it's um, it's really weird. And obviously we've released new, new stuff. So it's like, um, <laughs> yeah, like we haven't played the old new stuff and now the new new stuff.
0: <laughs> It's, it is a bit weird. It's, the new it's collections, good. yeah. They're all coming together in these live shows. It's going to be really, really interesting to see those reactions. But that has got to be a nice thing, though, because, again, like we say, the album was last year, and the fan reaction was bigger than ever, as far as I can see. Like I say, those singles were absolutely everywhere. It really did feel like a big, big moment for you guys as a band. It's got to be lovely that even though you can't necessarily tour it, seeing those reactions, even if yeah. it's just in an online way, it feels like it's really, really connected with your audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, these songs have done way better than I ever imagined um because you don't really write them for that reason you just write it for like when we're together we just write what we love and what we enjoy and what we want to hear and what we want to play and so to hear it connect with people and to see the fan base ever growing is um amazing for us you know it's it's a
0: joy yeah Well, now we reach this stage where, of course, there is more new music beyond that. Like you say, Future Proof is the single that's come out there. Um, Starting point, I guess, is, you know, you're following up that record. Is there anything in your head going, right, I want to try something very different? It does sound pretty different to what was on the album, to be fair, but was that a conscious decision or is it just playing with new styles? What were the learnings from that record that fed into this new material? Um, The best thing about this whole process of writing new material was the
1: fact that we didn't have to like not that we ever have to like we are you know we kind of steer our own ship anyway but um we had no pressure to write anything or do anything like we just released the record we would honestly just bored we had so much free time i was always writing anyway and i know dom and joe always write anyway for fun and stuff and we just when we could finally come together we had like banks and banks of ideas and I think because we didn't need to write we didn't have to go oh maybe we should try and write a thing or oh, we should try and write a this song we just said let's just do whatever um we've been massively uh, and especially Dom and myself like massively into hip-hop and r like always have been um and Dom's always producing that sort of stuff and I'm always writing that sort of stuff I love it and I listen to it all the time and it was that thing for us of how can we meld these two worlds that we love so much, which is like alt rock um, and, um, and and kind of like a hip hop R and B thing. Um, how can we mold that really well? Because it, it's it, it's it's not like it is hard to do, but it can be done really, really badly. Um, and that's why Dom's so important because he is a producer and his his brain of how to mold the two things that he produces so well separately was really important. So I kind of like take my hat off to him. Um, yeah, so it's just like, let's just have fun and experiment and try and do a hip hop kind of rock song. That's what Future Proof was. And then these other songs, I don't know if you've heard, um, are just have been so exciting to um, just experiment in new ways and not care, actually, about what comes out. And that's the beauty of it. It's, that's why I've loved these songs that we've been writing recently because we haven't cared at all about what we need to write and they've just come out really fun and really interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost cliche at this point to bang on about, you know, everyone's blending genres today. But it is true. And it is, particularly in the alt scene, I feel like there has been more and more of a space for hip-hop influences in the last few years, actually, certainly across the whole spectrum of artists, really. Mm-hmm. But what I find interesting about this track is that, yes, you've got that hip-hop beat in there. And yes, you could definitely clearly see that influence. It's among your heavier songs as well, though, man. It yeah, really is no, like exactly. up there on the heavier material. Well, we
1: had a song called Individual, or can you afford to be an individual in the last record? Um, which was one of our favorite songs it was super heavy um kind of raging its machine queens thing um with i guess nothing but these on top (laughs) um and it was like how can we make a song like that more digestible how can we make that into you know future proof so we had these big rocking riffs you know and um yeah just always just flow over the top whatever we can come up with but um yeah no it, it did turn out way heavier and i love that like rich costy who he worked with um i mean he's the rock guy do you know what i mean I, you have probably heard from everything that he's done like it was it was a dream match up with dom who's got this super like modern forward thinking brain in terms of production in our band and then rich who can just make these drums and guitars and vocals sound ridiculous so yeah it was, it was awesome <laughs>
0: yeah it's really exciting man and like you say you know we know there's more music to come i'm not sure how much you're allowed to say that i've not heard much i have gotta say so i'm very very intrigued no, it's, not that
1: it's, it's just that we've been doing so much music do you know what i mean so there's always plans to, you know release stuff and we're just figuring it all out really
0: nice i mean it's it is this very in- indicative of kind of how it's sounding are we going down this heavier route This different experimenting or is it kind of lots of different stuff It is lots of different stuff i would say that the stuff
1: we were writing around future proof because we've been writing for like a year, you know. What I mean, there's been a long lockdown, really. It's, think about it, it's been a long pandemic, like um, and we never really stopped. Let's be honest. Like, we released Moral Panic and we would just go straight into writing anyway, just because it's fun. Um, around that time, yeah, it was definitely heavier, definitely again infused with hip-hop and soul vocals and R and Like, it's just that crazy world. But yeah, definitely um heavier on the guitar side. This these set of tracks that we've been writing and then again after that it, it's changed avenues but that's that's far into the future that's another interview that I don't want to like release too much info about but yeah like we're just constantly doing stuff anyway so it, it's always ever evolving we're ahead of our releases do you know what I mean it's weird <laughs> well it's funny
0: I mean yeah we were just chatting before we started recording here you're on a writing date now right is this another writing session to do stuff
1: yeah we were just together like the Dom Studios, this is, you know, this is his place, so we're just, um, his studio's in the other room, and I live 10 minutes bike away, and and um, Joe lives over the road, basically, so it's like, we just get together when and whenever, and that's, again, that's the beauty of it, it's like, we don't have to stress ourselves out, we'll
0: just do a few days a week, and watch the football tonight do you know what I mean it's like it's just great it's beautiful yeah luxury of time it's a nice thing to have well look into the future you know as we know live shows are hopefully starting to return in a much much bigger way a few festival dates of the calendar but then I'm looking forward some of the biggest well I mean the biggest gigs of your lives man O2 Arena for a start I mean this is this is big yeah. big stuff coming up here how deep into it are you guys in terms of thinking about list? Thinking about how you want to set up an arena show like that what stage you at?
1: yeah like massive like we've been planning it for ages I think you just have to when it gets to that level it's um it's a different game but you have you literally have people who are employed that they know be- that stuff better than you like stage managers and lighting technicians and you know all like the stuff that you guess you know what I mean so we can go oh how about this we love this sort of stuff and then you get some genius videographer or like you know stage technician lighting guy uh tour manager you know to like put it all together for you and um kind of make your cliche dream come true because uh, the O2 is that, you know, it's, it's I'm from Essex, so it's, it's 35, 40 minutes on the train. It's, it's there. It's, it's where I, obviously like before the O2 came about or Millennium Stadiums, it was, I was always going further, wait, west to like Wembley and stuff to see stuff, uh, the big ones. And then as soon as that came, it was where I'd go, you know, watched loads of bands over the years there um, and loads of other stuff, you know, and it was just that thing of, you were like 9, 10 going, Oh, i would i know i can do that i, I kind of think i like really like not the I hate like not the word manifested i'm not sure I, I, I do believe in it a bit but like i was like i really believed i could be on that stage i knew i could do it so i just thought about it non-stop for 15 years and well 18 years now i guess since i was 10 and um here we are so it is a it is a dream come true literally i'm really yeah
0: I think I think uh, anyone who's watching this in the UK will fully understand that, but it's funny to, you know, anyone who's watching for the US and beyond, you know, the O2, it's the one. It is. It really is. It's funny to think it's mm-hmm. not been there like, it's been it's like, what, 2000, but maybe a concert venue for a little bit after that. Um, but it is, it is the room that everyone in this country wants to get to, wants to get to that level. Do you remember any shows in particular you've seen in that room?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, Slipknot. <laughs> oh, hell um, I love a show, that. Sabian... Kings of Leon back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, just loads of other big acts that I'm super into. Um, I like quite a lot a lot of rap and r and so I've seen a lot of big shows there. Just just things that, oh, yeah, The War on Drugs, I, I love them, saw them there. Just, yeah, the big names that you, you, you'd you expect to see at that size. So you don't really, it's a bit of imposter syndrome. You don't see why you should be playing that when you're you're going there as a fan and going wow this is unreal um so it still doesn't feel real and I don't know if it will on the day I'll be off, I'll be I'll be out of my head and an out of body experience I'm sure that day do you know what I mean it will be it'll be unbelievable but um
0: yeah can't wait yeah exciting stuff to look forward to well I'll leave you with this then you know like we say Moral Panic came out there and you've not had much of a chance to play those songs live what is the moments on that record that are immediately like yep can't wait for this one to be out there in front of our friends in front of a crowd."
1: So funny, isn't it? It just it almost feels so long ago now. It's so strange. Um, So I would say I'm really looking forward to playing Can You Afford to Be an Individual, which is one of the heavy ones. I'm looking forward to a song called uh, Real Love Song. Um, it's just got that kind of big stadium energy. I hate to say that, but it's kind of true. Um Impossible will be really cool there as well. Um Phobia. I just like honestly, most of them, I guess. I guess that I'm just listing the album now. I can't wait to play all of them <laughs> yeah. fair enough after this it's year I do thing. not blame you really for that pick, you know They're all, I really want to play them all for different reasons you know but yeah I'm um, not right. sure
0: all of them oh. exciting times ahead anyway it's all looking very very positive congrats on the new music can't wait to hear more of it man and just uh, take care of yourself look forward to seeing you in the flesh at some point we'll chat again alright thanks James cheers Thank you again to Connor for that conversation and as I said before the video of it is up right now over on the Rock Sound YouTube channel and make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast guys we're going to be posting loads more interviews here and recent guests have included the likes of Mana Skin Machine Gun Kelly Frank Euro. loads of great episodes to go and look back on there we're available now on SoundCloud Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from we'll be back very soon with another new episode until then I've been James Wilson Taylor and thank you very much for listening to the Rock Sound Podcast.